is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. OTAs wrapping themselves up. Mini camp just right around the corner next week. The Steelers go to Heinz Field to start their mini camp. This is the Steelers Standard. Two-man crew today. Kellen Gersky getting a much-needed day off. Jacob Brecht in the saddle with myself. Tom Opperman coming at you over the next three episodes. And the big news out of OTAs, Jacob, obviously has to be what Juju Smith-Schuster said uh, after his OTA sessions one day this earlier this week. Everybody knows that Juju Smith-Schuster has had his best success as a Pittsburgh Steeler operating primarily out of the slot, even when he was the quote-unquote number two to Antonio Brown when he had his best seasons he still did a chunk of his damage from that slot position. Juju very open in his media session saying that he wants to play exclusively pretty much on the outside. That's what his focus is, to be on the outside and to eliminate himself playing in the slot. And from his perspective, I get it because I can't imagine he doesn't have the mindset that he's the number one wide receiver. I think that Anybody who reaches that kind of a level has to have that kind of belief in themselves. And look, I know you have to recognize your role on a team, but Juju's definitely not a role player. He's a little bit more important than that. But as far as the team's perspective is concerned, I can't help but wonder how it's going to work with him playing exclusively on the outside when you know he's going to be more effective playing from that slot. Juju Smith-Schuster is just trying to help Juju Smith-Schuster in this situation. It's a little frustrating because this is the issue that the team had to face last year with his off-the-field shenanigans with social media and TikTok specifically, but now it's starting to relate to his on-field presence, which is weird because we've never really heard Juju complain about his usage as a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it's become pretty evident now with with these comments that he's really only looking out for himself. He really couldn't care less about being a Pittsburgh Steeler. Sure, he said, I want to be a Steeler forever earlier this offseason. But then just yesterday or, or two days ago when he spoke to the media, he was saying how he wants to go out there, have the best season he can because there's no guarantee where he ends up and he just wants to put himself in the best situation for himself. So it's a little frustrating that kind of, Airs of 2020, myths of 2020 are, are still lingering, it seems, because here we are with the arrival of Najee Harris, with the arrival of a new offensive coordinator, Ben Roethlisberger's last year, and we're still talking about Juju kind of looking out for himself and only himself. And do you think that the playing on the outside is you get more numbers out there, you yeah, get more yards per catch out there? I mean, Mark Caboli said it yesterday on, on Madden Show, saying it's not going to look as good if you're a slot receiver you're averaging eight, seven, nine yards a game. Okay, per, well, let's stay with that. because per, per reception. That, I think, is what cost him in free agency this year because he had over 90 catches. You know, he had yardage racked up, and he scored touchdowns for sure. But that's just so— But the sh- yards per catch was only eight yards per catch. That's that, very small for a wide receiver. To me, that's so short-sighted of Juju because it's not like there are scouts for every NFL team for, like, free agency or college, whatever— People are aware of each team's different schemes, of each person's different usage on each team. These guys aren't going to look at a sheet of paper and say Juju Smith-Schuster averaged eight yards per reception. That's it. It wasn't just because he would only go that far. 
no, teams are very aware of how the Steelers used Juju last year. I don't know why he's thinking that these people on around the league can't see f- further than just the numbers on a stat sheet. And again, I understand where he's coming from because the stats is what translates to the big money. But you're making $9 million right now with the Steelers this year anyway. You're going to still make multiple millions of dollars playing out of that slot. If a team were to you're not going to get outside wide receiver money and you're not going to get the wide receiver money that you in your head probably think you deserve, but you're still going to be paid handsomely as far as the role that you're going to play for, whether it's the Steelers or team X moving forward after 2021. So I, I don't understand completely. Is his mindset just that he wants to be number one receiver paid money like the Julio Joneses, like, at one point, the Antonio Browns, or is this is that his ego needs that he needs to get to be one of the highest paid wide receivers? Because again, he can carve out a really nice niche for himself in this slot for years and years to come. You've seen receivers across the league do it. Julian Edelman mm-hmm. has carved himself out in that slot. Uh, they're insert Patriot receiver here, as far as that's exactly. concerned. Uh, Cooper Cup in L.A. And, and Juju honestly is better than both of those guys in right. my opinion. Edelman maybe not. Yet, but well, he's definitely got the physical. I don't know. To be I, than I think Edelman. he probably could be better than Edelman. Well, Edelman's game than... is inflated because of Brady. Let's be honest. It's a great point, and it's so underrated. Juju's size for someone in the slot is something that doesn't. You don't see slot receivers no. are usually very small guys, yeah. and Juju, for whatever reason, could be he could be the best slot player in the NFL. That's what his goal could be. That's and what his. That's what his goal should should be. be. And on top of it, the whole I want to play outside. I want numbers. He didn't say this part, but it's clearly for free agency moving forward because he also alluded to the fact he didn't think he was going to be here past this year. But right. hey, I don't think he thought he was going to be here past 2020 either. And look how that turned out. But if he can just like become the best slot receiver in the game, make the money that way, mm-hmm. you have the biggest brand off the field of anybody right. in football. You're going to make your money either way. You don't need to be outside receiver number one making $13 million a year from some team. To, to be honest, Tom, it sounds like, as Mark Manna likes to call him, A.B. Jr. It just seems that Antonio Brown kind of got into this guy's head a little too early before it was, you know, it was, the, the damage was reparable. And now it seems like the guy is too concerned with the money aspect rather than the team aspect rather than anything else. And it's so weird, too, because the the, the solution is so easy. You are the best slot receiver right now. Julian Edelman is retired. Cooper Cup is wide receiver two on his team definitively. I think I think Robert Woods is wide receiver one right now. And you don't see Cooper Cup complaining about being a slot receiver. I don't understand why Juju can't see this, the, the pathway to becoming the number one slot receiver and getting his money that way. It just seems that he's too focused on getting A-B number, A-B number sorry, a B numbers and money and just saying, I don't care what you use me as. I just want to be that wide receiver one, pay me the big money. And that's it. He doesn't see that some guy who is so concerned with his branding off the field and prioritizes that so much. So over football, I don't understand why he can't see that this is a a good path for him. This is, this is a way to brand yourself. That's beneficial to you. And any other team that can that can get you that money that can use you in that way. He, the all and uh, before we go on with this, 
I don't want it to seem like we're picking on Juju. It's not coming from that mindset, to me at least. I don't want to speak for you. It's coming from the mindset of what's best for the Steelers. What's best to help the Steelers win as many games as they possibly can in 2021. So if this was Deontay Johnson saying that he wants to play on the outside mm-hmm. and not the slot, I'd be given the same takes. Yeah, of it's course. It's not because, about uh, – but a lot but of people you are going to paint in You Juju's, wouldn't hear it if it was Claypool or James Washington because those guys are meant to they're be gonna outside. They're going to play on the outside. Right, those guys are meant to be. Yes, it's nothing against Juju personally. It's – it's the same thing as if Eric Ebron said, you know, I want to not catch passes anymore. I just want to line up as a as a offensive lineman tight end. It's no, that's not what you were brought here for. You're not that great at it. I mean, it's good that you would want to work on it, but that's not what you're used for. Juju, you're you're not meant to be the outside wide receiver. We know you can have the speed, but we can use that speed in an acceleration form once you get the ball in your hands five yards down the field. Now Juju said Quote, I haven't even had a conversation with offensive coordinator Matt Canada about me playing outside, but through OTAs, there's been plays where he has put me outside, put me in the best situation getting the ball outside. It's not just me. That's all of us. Everyone is getting a little bit of a touch moving around, knowing this offense. I think this offense is going to help us out a lot. Being able to open up holes for Najee, being able to open plays and balls down the field. I really believe in this offense. Okay. So one point that he made there, everybody is getting a little bit of a touch. Everybody is moving around. I'm not trying to pour concrete slabs on your feet, Juju, and stick you in the slot 24-7. The Canada offense, the beauty of it is it's going to be There's moving so people much all over the pieces, place. Yeah. I don't want you in week four, week five, I don't want to be looking at my TV while I'm working the game here at Steelers Central and see the boo-boo face because Canada's been lining you up in the slot because he likes the matchup that is drawn mm-hmm. when you're lined up in the slot. Uh, or whether that be a matchup for you to get catches or whether that be lining somebody else out on the outside, and that matchup is where most of Ben Roethlisberger's targets are going. So, And to be quite honest with Juju, the boo-boo face has never really been a problem as far as on-the-field stuff is concerned. I mean, no, we I will give it. him his credit. Yeah. When he has games where he only has two, three catches for like 30 yards, he's still... Right. First person there to celebrate with touchdowns, right. and he right. seems very happy on the sidelines. So you can't question that he's a teammate that's happy for his other teammates, not going to get jealous like Antonio Brown used sure. to do and put the boo-boo face on. But Throw the helmet at the Gatorade bottle. But when you say in these OTA media sessions that the biggest goal for yourself is to play more outside and say, quote, it's as simple as that, okay, that's fine, and you'll get your run on the outside, but when Canada's moving you all around that offense, you, you cannot get butthurt about it you have to continue to stay focused and you have to listen playing for that contract you thought you were going to get it in 2021 and you didn't Uh, slot outside in the backfield Mm -hmm. who cares just put up numbers no matter where you are and get a two three year deal from the Steelers or perhaps another team if you're the wide receiver one that you think you are it shouldn't matter where you line up because if you're that good you're going to be able to create from wherever you're put on the field, whatever scheme Matt Canada runs, whatever formation he puts in, you're going to be able to create no matter what situation is given to you. So I don't understand the big problem here. Second of all, interesting to me, Tom, that we didn't hear any of these complaints about lining up on the inside rather than the outside toward the toward the sidelines last year when he was expecting come that offseason to get the big contract regardless of his numbers. Now that he didn't get the big contract, he knows he's – he's due for one this year and he wants to give himself the best opportunity. Now he's saying, well, I really got to help myself because apparently I didn't help myself enough last year. 
Now, he did go on to talk about Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, for me, it's more so the loyalty, staying with my quarterback that I have been playing with the last four years, the fact that he is coming back for one more year, and the fact that I can have a one-year deal. The organization knows my body inside and out. I think it's just a loyalty to my coaches, to my quarterback, talking about uh, him coming back. Not to poke too many holes in that statement. I think the market out there also had a little bit to do with you coming back, Juju. But I get what he's yeah. saying about the loyalty thing. Only quarterback he's had in his NFL career, starting quarterback, is Ben Roethlisberger. Right. Of course, he had the year with Mason and Duck due to Ben Roethlisberger's injuries. But Ben comes back for his one last ride. Ben was very adamant after the season that he wanted Juju Smith-Schuster to come back. Loves Juju. Uh, but Obviously, the number one guy that he wished was coming back was Pounce, his buddy. Sure. But Juju was right there in Ben's mind as far Absolutely. as importance to this offense. And I do kind of get where Ben's coming from there because although we have said on this show before that that receiving room was deep enough that they could have moved on from um, Juju in this offseason and been totally fine probably mm -hmm. having Claypool and Deontay step up and James Washington take on mm -hmm. a bigger role and then – if that were the case, they'd probably take a wide receiver in the draft at some point. But with Ben, I can definitely see, okay, Claypool's talented, but he was a rookie last year. Uh, Deontay Johnson, super talented. I missed his rookie season, so really only got him for one year. James Washington, yeah, we've had a little bit of stuff together. The only one out of this group that I've had serious chemistry with and serious success with is getting to the playoffs, putting up numbers, having him have an 1,000-yard season is number 19. So... Although we can see it from the outside as, yeah, that guy is uh, expendable. You can move on from him. Clearly, Ben Roethlisberger sees it as that guy is the one guy I need to have when I need to make a big throw, when we need five, six yards. Number 19 is the one that, in my head, I know is going to be there and be reliable. And I think all the other receivers can get to that point with Ben, but it's hard for an older player to – show some trust in younger players. Juju's still a younger player, but there is that four-year track record. At there. least there's four years. I mean, you also look at, it's just kind of ironic how it goes Juju four years, uh, James Washington three, Deontay two, Claypool one. And they they still all have had at least one year, obviously, with Ben going down in 2019 that, that took away from Deontay's uh, rookie year. So it, Claypool and, and Deontay are kind of tied at one. But still, I mean, all of these guys have had some playing time with him, and obviously that came in the form of last year where he really was able to spread the ball around. But it, it, it troubles me, though, because you talk about leadership presence, lead by example, and Antonio Brown's did it in certain aspects with his workout routine, his commitment to the craft, but in terms of team respect, it wasn't there. And you're starting to see it now in Juju Smith-Schuster. And the big headline last year was how much is Juju Smith-Schuster going to rub off on Chase Claypool, who seems to be the most vocal out of the other three receivers. And it seems to be pretty effective, Juju's influence on, on, on CC. So I'm worried, too, that once, once Juju leaves, to me, it's the prototypical number one receiver that you'll have out of the three remaining guys is Chase Claypool because – James Washington, whether he's here or not, can just be a, a, a random deep threat if available. And Deontay now could become that number one slot guy with Juju gone. But it's worrisome because if, if Claypool is going to be that number one, 
I don't want him rubbing off on any other younger receiver. Not to say that he's going to, but if 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 the past has told us anything, if we can learn from the past in any way, it's it's gone from A B, it's gone to Juju, and it seems that Claypool, unfortunately, could be that next guy to fall into that that trap, and I just don't want that to happen. And it's even worse because at that point next year, when Juju is gone, and it could be Claypool as the number one receiver. Again, not to say that Claypool is going to fall into this trap of being the diva wide receiver, but there will be no veteran quarterback present to kind of keep things grounded, to kind of be that the leader, right? Like, it doesn't matter how good or bad you are. Everyone looks to the quarterback as the leader of the offense. And with no Big Ben there, whether it's Mason Rudolph or or Dwayne Haskins or, as we talked about, maybe a guy in free agency, it's not going to be the guy who's been there for 18 years. And that worries me. Ben said some things about Juju as well, really what we just talked about with as far as Ben's view of Juju. I was really excited to get Juju back. I felt like I was in his ear and in Coach Tomlin's ear a lot during that process. To have a familiar face, the guy that brings so much to this team, I don't know if there is a guy in the NFL on third and short to medium that you want the ball in his hands as much as Juju. What he gives, the passion to the city and team to help us win is awesome. As young as he is, he is the leader of that receiver group, and that group is a fun group. Certainly is the leader of that receiver group. We could do a whole other episode on whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Jerry is still out on his leadership skills, I would say, his ability to have other guys focus on the actual football being played, but I digress about that. What Ben said about that familiar face we talked about that. He's comfortable with Juju. Mm-hmm. But I also like what he said. There's not a guy in the NFL on third and short to medium that you want the ball in his hands as much as Juju. As a I think, receiver. I yeah. think that's absolutely true. Not just because he's short-handed. So if his route takes him three, four yards, whatever he needs, he's going to catch the ball and fall over and get that first down. But if he's two, three yards short, I'll say this too, to add on to Ben. I don't think there's a receiver I'd rather have in my NFL to have to go through a linebacker, go through a oh, safety yeah to get an extra three yards than as, Juju. He's just a beast, so strong. As Tuncho can loves to say, he's as tough as Woodpecker Lips. He's tough as Woodpecker Lips. He's the best blocking wide receiver oh, in the NFL right now, and that skill set translates to this guy sucks the tackle. I mean, if you're a linebacker, if you're a, a safety especially, a defensive back, I mean, this guy just sucks the tackle. It's going to wear on you throughout the game because you know, it's not just you get him down. You, you grab him, and you're – going to go for a ride for a couple yards before you can finally drag him to the ground and it makes defenders lives miserable but with the talent that they could have with Claypool and Washington say on the outside running deep routes Deontay is so crafty with the ball after the catch in the short uh, intermediate routes to have Juju there as a guy that when you need those quick hitters for four or five yards that's it's such a relief like Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger is saying that's why he was in coach's ear that's why he was in Juju's ear during the whole free agency process. He recognizes the value that Juju brings to those short-yarded situations. Unfortunately, though, Jacob, on the other side of that, that's kind of what Juju doesn't want because right. he views it as bringing his stats down and driving his market down. Well, it's just interesting again, Tom, I'll, I'll say this one more time, that we didn't hear any of these complaints last year when Juju thought it was guaranteed he was going to get a big contract from any NFL team who he wanted him. And now that that didn't happen, the market softened unexpectedly on the receivers this offseason, and he came back to the Steelers on a, on a somewhat of a, of a budgeted deal, you could say. He's now focused to say to, he's now focused 
and he wants to make sure his numbers reflect wide receiver one money. And I I mean, I respect it. You know, if you if you you gotta look out for number one. I mean, sometimes at the end of the day it's all about the you know, the number at the bottom of the line. So I gotta respect it in some in some capacity, but still it's a little frustrating that now he's saying because he recognized that not everything is as clear cut as it may seem. And I'm talking about last year when he thought he was going to be this big, big, big time paid receiver. Now he's got to look out for himself. Now he's got to put up the numbers that he thinks other teams will respect as wide receiver one numbers. But to be honest, though, I I don't understand why you can't say to yourself, I'm going to be used in the best way for this team. And and coaches around the league, scouts from around the league are going to be able to recognize my talents in certain circumstances. Just because I'm not lining up on the sideline doesn't mean I'm not producing as much as other guys on the team. Ben Roth, Ben Roethlisberger can vouch for me. Ben Roethlisberger can say, I came back to play one more year because I, I had a guy in Juju. If Juju had gone and Marquise had gone, there's a possibility that Ben Roethlisberger is also not a Pittsburgh Steeler in 2021. So Juju Smith-Schuster can say, look at this guy. This guy who's been a veteran for nearly two decades wanted me back. He said he wanted two guys back, his offensive lineman who he's played for for the past decade and a receiver he's only had for four years. I don't understand why Juju can't say, look at that. Don't don't just look at my numbers, but look at that. To me, it's very short-sighted. It is very short-sighted. And, you know, I know Juju is looking – for the big stats, he sees the 97 catches for only 837 yards or, or some change after that number. Um, and and it, it upsets him because he thinks it drives down his market value, like I said. But if you watch the games, you know that those 97 catches for those 830 or whatever yards exactly were super impactful. They got first downs. He had 48 first downs last season. He had more first downs in 2020 than he did in 2019. Obviously, Ben Roethlisberger returning was a big part of that, and Juju was a little banged up throughout 2019. But, you know, he he that's the number he should be looking at. How many first downs did I get this year? How many touchdowns did I get? And you know what, Juju? 48 first downs is pretty good, and nine touchdowns is, is really good. I mean, I, I'll take nine. If, if your receiver's of, getting me seven, eight, nine touchdowns a year, that's great. If you're one of four receivers on a team and you're getting nine what are you complaining about? You're getting a touchdown in more than half the games you're playing right. that year. That's 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 phenomenal. So yeah, I would look more at those first down numbers. I'd try to improve on those first down numbers uh, even this year. I'd look at red zone touchdown opportunities. I'd try to get to double digit touchdowns if I can. Don't worry so much about the yardage and the yards per catch. Worry about converting almost all of your targets. Get that catch percentage into the high 70s, 80s. Get the big first downs, tough middle yards to gain, like Ben Roethlisberger said you're so good at, and get the ball in the end zone, which you have a nose for. That didn't go away in 2020, like we said. No, not at all. Touchdowns is perfect. And big touchdowns as well. Remember in the Colts game, he scored the first touchdown that put the Steelers ahead in that game. So certainly if there was a one wide receiver in this receiver room that I would label as the clutch guy, the guy that I want to go to in crunch time, it's it's, it's definitely Juju. Juju. Yeah, I mean, we're not we're not saying Juju is a bad receiver. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying he, is— He's not the best, but he could be the most important receiver on this team. I think he is the most yeah. important receiver on this team because the only argument I need is, is to say his relationship with Ben Roethlisberger is the most 
symbiotic. It's the most. It's the relationship that Ben Roethlisberger trusts the most. I mean, yeah, we talked about drops across the whole team, but Juju really wasn't as big of a victim to that problem as other guys on the team, such as Eric Ebron and Deontay Johnson. Now, I'm not just trying to pick on them right now, but we're not trying to say that Juju is a bad receiver, and this is some low-life guy, low-caliber receiver who's trying to put up massive numbers that are just super uncharacteristic or unachievable for him. It's just do the smart thing here. You're allowed to have certain numbers that reflect your style of game. I mean, you can look at it across all sports. Just because guys in, in baseball aren't smacking 50 home runs every season, just because Sidney Crosby's not putting up 70 goals a season doesn't mean that they're still not impactful. It just means that they're doing the game that's best for them. You know, I don't understand why Juju can't see that. And, again, it's a little frustrating how we're back in 2021 and some elements of 2020 are still lingering where we're just talking about Juju, not his production on the field, but his comments and his actions off the field. And this is something that we have said since the, since the beginning of Juju's antics last year that this needs to stop. And it doesn't seem like they're stopping because what he was saying, I think, you know, we talk about saying the right thing at the right time. And this just seemed to be the wrong thing to have been said by Juju. I don't understand why you don't go out there and say, I want to, I was brought back here as a Pittsburgh Steeler. So I'm going to help out the Pittsburgh Steelers this, this year as much as I can. I'm not going to say how much it's going to reflect my 2021, uh, off season and and where that can land me but I'm gonna say the right thing to have said was I was brought back as a Pittsburgh Steelers so my goal is to win the Super Bowl with the Pittsburgh Steelers I don't understand how you don't have that mentality how you don't have that foresight to say people are going to be listening to what I say and under and recognize that my comments are very very selfish in a way they're 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 painted out to be it's just my concern is about me and nobody else well, one thing that he said that I think kind of did rub me the wrong way more than any is that he kind of off shoot mentioned, oh, I don't want to play the slot. Ray Ray can play the slot. Ray Ray McLeod can go in and play the slot. First of all, it kind of sounds like you're putting a connotation on the slot. like it's As a, if it's, it's a, like bad a bad thing. thing, like a punishment. As if like, you're being demoted like, to the oh, slot Like, oh, that's receiver. not me. That's our fifth string wide receiver's duty is to play the slot. So I, I don't like you speaking in that kind of mm. a tone about a teammate, even though I'm sure he didn't mean it in that way. But still, uh, it sounds a little crappy, I think, to me at first when you when you first hear it. And then secondly, I don't want Ray Ray McLeod playing in the slot. I, I mean, I like Ray Ray for what have, he does with the punt return game and what he same, does if you need him for a guy because Washington's hurt for a week or something. But It's the same uh, thing as seeing Najee Harris on your roster, but Jalen Samuels is, is out getting there. in there for passing plays right. for the, out of the backfield. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see Ray Ray. If we see Ray Ray in the slot, there's problems. There's injury problems. That right. Have to there's injuries. I mean, Juju, I want you in the slot first and foremost. And then if it's not you, I mean, Deontay Johnson's the next obvious choice. Even throw in a James Washington in that spot before you throw in a Ray Ray. So, you know, at first, I didn't like the tone of that comment, mm. but also just peeling that onion back and looking at it from an on the field perspective. There's just no way that Ray Ray should be playing in the slot this year if and it's everybody's nothing, healthy. Nothing it's against Ray Ray. Nothing against Ray Ray. His, his role is a punt returner right. and a fill-in guy when one of these receivers inevitably gets hurt because, trust me, the four guys in front of him aren't staying healthy for 17 games this year. That's just a, a fool's, right. fool's gold, fool's gold trap. if you think yeah. that that's going to happen. It just does not happen that way. In the NFL, 
Defensive side of the ball, Bob Spillane. A lot of people think that he might be the starter opposite of Devin Bush. We'll talk about him, the OTAs that he's having. Will he take over for Vince Williams, or will Vince hold him off and remain the starter opposite of you Bush? You say Vince? Vince. I remember that. We'll talk about that on the next episode of Steelers Standard. You can check out all our episodes at Steelers.com. For Jacob Recht, I am Tom Opperman, and we'll talk to you next time.